Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Afronomical. And today's episode is going to be about postgraduate depression because that is the best way that I can describe what happened to me immediately after graduating college. Uh, Now, keep in mind, I graduated last year. I graduated college in May of 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still going on, by the way, if you live in the United States of America or in any other Western country, the COVID-19 pandemic did not end. It is still going on. I don't care what any politician says. I don't care what the pastors say in church. I don't care what the spiritual hoodoo people say not hoodoo, but spiritual, astrologist, whatever people say online. The pandemic is still going on. Medical professionals all over the world have been saying this. It did not end. It never ended. It has been going on since we found out about it and since we were made aware of it. In the United States, that is of March 2020. In other places, it was a little bit earlier, a little bit later. The point is, we've been in this for a couple of years now. It has not stopped. And in fact, now at this point, uh, monkeypox is a problem creeping up um, in the United States. It's a growing problem as of right now. They say Washington, D.C. has the most cases per capita, as well as New York is leading right behind them. <sighs> and yeah, that's how life is going right now. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic at hand. So yeah, I graduated during the pandemic. I made my little intro about that and... Yeah, anyway, graduated college during the pandemic, literally at one of the worst times to be in college, to be a college student, to be just alive right now, but we're still here. I'm still here somehow dealing with it, so here we go. Uh, This article that I'm looking at by psychcentral.com says, there's a growing number of black college students experiencing depression, but campuses can help those in crisis. Starting college can be an exciting experience in a young person's life, but it can also be stressful. It definitely was. You're on your own, you're thrust into a new environment where you may not know anyone or be around anything familiar. You're now responsible for cleaning your own room, preparing or getting your own food, and getting to all your classes on time. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with any of that shit. (laughs) Like, you know, keeping my room clean, even though I don't really do that at home, like, uh, for reasons, but yeah. Keeping my room clean in college was not a problem. Preparing or getting my own food, also not a problem. Getting to classes on time, I mean, not really. Like, I, the type of person that I am, I just, when it comes to scheduling and when it comes to time, my mom always taught me to be on time is to be late. So I tend to show up places, like, early. Like, if anybody from real life uh, knows or is listening to this, they would tell you that, like, I show up to things like at least 15 minutes before I actually need to be there. Or at least I show up to, I used to show up to class on college, on campus at like, like if a class started at 8, 10, I was in, I was, I didn't feel okay until I was in my seat at like 7.50 or 8 o'clock. Like I need time to sit down and take out my items and arrange and also just get prepared, you know, for, for class. Cause that's how I was in high school. Like, and I'm, I'm also from a city. So I'm used to commuting. So I understand that you need time to like travel and eat and do all that stuff and whatever. 
so yeah, I didn't find that hard, but like I did get seasonal depression at college because where I went to college, it was very rainy and cloudy a lot, very different than the temperature and the climate that I'm used to back home. Um, blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, for black or African-American students, the added stress of racism, financial worries, and the pressure to overachieve put them at a higher chance of developing a mental health condition. See, this is my thing. I was like an overachiever like all throughout middle school and high school. So college was like my time to like finally relax. And I feel like, I mean, I did relax, but also I was so stressed out by like a whole bunch. I was stressed out more so because in college, like I wasn't really popular ever when I was like in school (laughs) I was never like popular and in college I mean I wasn't I wouldn't say I was popular either then but like I got thrust into like more social situations that I was used to like for the first time in my life I was partying thanks to college like I started partying I was traveling constantly I was going to clubs non I mean not non-stop but like going to clubs I was like drinking and smoking and getting high. It was like, this was all new to me. So it just opened up a whole new world and it was like, damn, bro. But yeah, uh, the downside to all of that is that you have to deal with all the negative things that comes with socializing, gossiping, backstabbing, lying, um, you know, so on and so forth on top of the stress of academics and financial aid, which was a big problem at my college because we found out financial aid office was stealing from us it was a whole big thing but like I found out most I mean this is terrible but most financial aid places are stealing from their students at college which is really really bad anyway let us continue so it says a look at the hard numbers although mental health conditions can affect any college student black students often experience more serious symptoms because of mental health stigma and other barriers that is true like even though prior to college I went to a health science school and we all had to learn about all these different types of things most of the people who went to that school are like immigrants or either they're either immigrants themselves or the children of immigrants like myself so they basically like were raised in families that did not talk about mental health openly like most of our families are very religious even if we even if we ourselves are not so much like most of our families are super duper religious Uh, I have a lot of religious friends, even though I myself at this point in my life consider myself to be agnostic. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of religious friends. So yeah, a lot of my friends' families are really religious. And then from my, from what I see, they don't really seem to talk a lot about mental health, except maybe the most our parents will do is maybe comment if they think that we're depressed or something, which that's only if it's a parent. Okay. About 50% of black students report that they never received any mental health education prior to college. Students of color report higher rates of emotional distress during their first year of college. Nearly 34% of black students report feeling so depressed in the past year it was difficult to function. Compared to 61% of white students, 75% of black students, 75% of black college students report they tend to keep their overall feelings about how hard college is to themselves. Uh, well, I mean, I know for sure, like when I had a mental breakdown my junior year of college, right before the pandemic, I remember trying to call my mom and she made it absolutely worse. And when I went home, we had this big old fight. And I'm trying to tell her, you know, I was in college, stressed out. I'm thinking about killing myself. And she looked at me. And this is actually what made me decide to get professional help. She looked at me 
And she was just like, so what do you want me to do about that? I'm not a therapist. And I'm just like, you know what? In my mind, it was like, it was like, imagine a plug going into a socket. I was like, you're right. You're not a therapist. Let me go find an actual therapist to help me deal with my issues because that's the type of person I am. Once I realize what I need to just fix myself, I will just do it my damn self (laughs) because that's how I was raised and it kind of sucks anyway um nearly 34% of black students report feeling so depressed in the past year it was difficult to function yeah I wonder why compared to 61% of white students 75% of black college students report that they tend to keep their feelings about how hard college is to themselves overall 40% of black college students experience mental health issues students of color are half as likely to seek treatment for mental health issues as other students black students are more likely to help seek help from religious figures during their first year of college which i think is a terrible idea in total 21 percent of black students with mental health issues receive a diagnosis compared to 48 percent of white students black students are less likely to have health insurance approximately 9.2 percent of black students reported having serious thoughts of suicide and 1.7 reported attempting suicide okay so yeah let me let me talk about this now i definitely relate to the statistic that compared the black students to the white students because i have a white friend who went to a pwi while i went to hbcu and the pwi experience is definitely radically different than the hbcu experience for black students period but for white students it's like again they live in a different world and i've known this boy since we were children and i've grown up with him and i i understand like his family even though his family is not even rich they just have more money than my family and they've always had more money than my family um so yeah like his college experience was like basically like you know tv college experience because he's white and he went to a white school my college experience was more like literally like a different world legitimately a different world um because that's just how it was and yeah it was stressful yes a lot of things happened yes 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 it was just yeah and then on top of the fact the pandemic hit and then on top of the fact I was being abused in my household and then on top of the fact that black people were getting murdered by the police and we're still getting murdered by the police and still getting killed by covid and all these other things um that are happening in the world it's just so much things so many things were just building up And that's why I also got a therapist, like, um, when I was in college, like, I got a therapist, um, for, like, to help me for senior year, like, so for, like, the last three to four months of college, right before graduation, I had a therapy session, like, once a week for, like, um, like, I think it was, like, what, 30 to 45 minutes, I don't know, I forgot how long it was, but not that long, not, not longer than an hour, and I would just, it just felt nice to talk to somebody, I didn't even tell that therapist the full truth because like um honestly I do know that if you tell a therapist that you have had thoughts of suicide which I have had that they would have to like report you and then you know I don't want to get sent to a psych ward and all that shit like I am trying my best to avoid being institutionalized by um the United States because the jails here are awful and the um mental health system here is basically just a jail which is awful 
so yeah not fun I once I found like I always knew that the psych ward was no joke because like the way people try to make memeify it like oh ha 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 the grippy sucks and we ate applesauce and they like no they take your fucking phone they don't let you they don't let you do anything you have to stay there like honestly if you are experiencing serious serious mental health issues yes definitely go to the psych ward but no yeah I for one am not trying to do that so I definitely avoided telling my therapist that I had thoughts of suicide even though I definitely have and then I mean within the last two years I also figured out a lot about myself I found out that I'm autistic I confirmed it with a relative of mine from my parents home country who's studying to be a neuroscientist right now like they're literally uh neuroscientists haha I meant to say neurosurgeon this person in my family is studying to be a literal brain doctor right now so and even they didn't even know that they had autism and they're older than me like they're closer to 30 than I am and this person just figured out they had autism like maybe within the last year I would say so yeah like I have been going through a lot like everyone else has I spoke to uh, I just reconnected recently with somebody from my college who I haven't spoken to since like I think 2018. The last time I spoke to this person and it was not on good terms was in 2018. And yeah, I we basically patched things up and I listened to them talk about a lot of things that previously before I had not known about. Like for example, they told me about um there was a big sexual assault problem on my campus on at the college i went to a lot of sexual assault occurred not just between students but between upper people like people that owned the dorms the um the professors it was disgusting like i had a professor whom i found out was a predator like this let me tell you about this person this professor this person i will not say their name but i will call them the professor the professor that i'm talking about uh like most of these jackasses in college they want you to buy their book and whatever so um he only wanted us to quote him from his book and even if we did we would literally read back to him the things he wrote he would try to argue with us and be like well that's not correct because blah 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 and it would be like bro but you wrote it i literally would quote something to him from the book that he wrote and he would be like well that's not right because and i'm i would be sitting there confused because i'm like how is it not right when you wrote you wrote this so you're saying that you made it incorrect anyway um yeah like he turned out to be a predator and the only way i found out was because i had to look his name up to do like a report on him because again he's making us use his stupid fucking book that did not sell clearly because he's trying to pawn it off on his students so i'm looking up his book and like the title of it whatever to make sure i got the title right and like spell his name right right and the first thing i see when i put his name into google to make sure i spelled it right and everything and to get all the book information is that a couple years back literally recently like not even not even like a decade ago this is like a couple years ago he um he had this newspaper on campus and uh, allegedly people uh specifically girls like freshmen sophomore juniors in his class who were not doing so well said that he would come up to them and proposition that they go out to dinner once they go out to dinner he would say oh you have a nice body you should let me photograph you for my newspaper my magazine or whatever it was 
and he was basically telling them that if they post semi-nude or you know whatever in his magazine for his camera that he would give them he would bump their grade up and they would do it and he wouldn't so these girls went to the school the school basically was like oh we'll look into it they didn't do anything and then the girls went to the uh, school newspaper that we have and they reported him and the school newspaper you see the good thing about my school the best and the worst thing about my school is that every single uh piece of physical media is digitized and they have a digital copy of it which is why i was able to find this on google so yeah that newspaper that was printed years ago again years ago when i before i was even on campus before i even heard of the school had uploaded their same article onto google so when i found the article i unfortunately was behind the paywall but i got around it i got around the paywall so i read the entire article i'm like oh this is interesting i screenshot it and i send it into the group chat that i had with my classmates and i told them about what he did and obviously uh the thing about my school is it was mostly women all of the women were really really disgusted they were like ill gross yuck so they're just like what are we gonna do i don't feel comfortable with this i'm just like hey i'm just the messenger i don't know so yeah it was too late at that point to drop the class but people were really uncomfortable there was a big stake made about it to my knowledge i'm pretty sure that professor still works on campus so yeah um it's just this recurring theme of people not really giving a fuck about women who've been sexually assaulted or not giving a fuck about sexual assault period because you know not just women get sexually assaulted but even women like we we can't even it's the fact of the matter that for example amber heard and johnny depp it's the fact of the matter that i had to sit and i had to watch as basically half not even half i would say more than half of the united states dragged this woman's name they called her amber turd they were making these little tiktoks of make literally making fun of her expressing how she was raped and sexually assaulted by johnny Depp, and how he um trigger warning i'm gonna say something very graphic so yeah if you don't want to hear this graphic thing that i'm about to say you can pause the episode you can turn it off but yeah um it it was exposed in the court documents that johnny depp had raped her with the bottle and that he had i believe texted paul bettany who is the actor that plays vision or jarvis in the iron man slash mcu slash wandavision you know world uh he texted paul bettany saying that he wanted to murder her and rape her dead body so i'm just like yeah johnny Depp does not seem to be a good man in the slightest like i was i was barely paying attention to the case and i'm just like from what i read of the actual documents and from what i've read from articles not tiktoks not social media memes from what i read of articles describing the graphic things that have happened i'm like it seems to me like he is the agitator in most of these situations i don't understand why everybody's making fun of amber heard she did she didn't do anything to be made fun of like she's literally describing how this man beat her up and whether or not she beat him up is still you know what i don't like is this idea that if a woman put her hands on a man it automatically means that she's abusive because again from what that i just described of johnny Depp doing to amber heard it seems to me like he was abusing her a little bit more than her simply i don't know scratching him or shouting at him a couple of times like i feel like raping someone with a bottle is a is a bit more of a task than being shouted at perhaps that's just me again we shouldn't compare 
But I feel like one of those things is significantly worse than the other one. But that's just me. Um, again, I was never I was never on anybody's side, like to be honest. But I did not like the way I had a friend, or I should say someone I know, because I would not consider this person my friends at this point in time, send a meme making fun of Amber Heard into a group chat that I was a part of, which I have now left. And yeah, I was not feeling it as somebody, and I have to constantly point out to this person that as somebody who has been abused and, and the fact that half of our friend group composed of other black women have also been abused either by a partner or by family or whatever i'm just like why why do you find this funny like making fun of abuse survivors is not funny victim blaming is not funny i don't know why we're constantly trying to assert that to people that it is not okay to do these things i don't care like like i I feel like a lot of black people are doing it because amber heard is a white woman and she's rich and i'm not saying that like you have to feel bad for her because again she is rich and she is a white woman but it's like you don't have to make fun of her either i feel like that's a bit too far that's that's a bit much and it's just weird seeing this sort of like oh well like now that the tide is turning against amber heard there's like this whole oh well you know nobody was following it that closely like why does everybody even care sort of attitude right now that i'm seeing on social media and it's so funny because it's like you all cared when you were dragging her name through the mud and you were making fun of her and you you know the memes and everything and you cared when you were like doing the cute little starbucks thing or like oh tip if you think amber heard was in the wrong or tip if you think johnny depp is is innocent It, it, it was it was crazy how everybody cared when they thought johnny depp was right now that we know that he's wrong or i mean as as some of us have known the whole time now it's oh who cares and why does anybody care and da, 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 da. it's it's crazy how people are um how sexist people are without even realizing it but yeah this this episode was supposed to be about post-grad depression not about that but i just wanted to get that off my chest as an abuse survivor it's really been shitty <laughs> we've just been having the shittiest fucking time in america to be honest in the states but yeah um post-grad depression man it, it fucking sucked uh, after graduating, I graduated by like the skin of my teeth. I mean, I didn't graduate by the skin of my teeth. I'm a very good student. I'm very studious. I always did my work. I always handed in everything I was supposed to hand in. So I knew I was going to get, you know, pretty great grades. But it's just the stress of doing everything and just, you know, doing it all while having family members that are COVID deniers, having family members that are anti-vaxxers, being abused by said family members because they don't want to believe in COVID. They don't want to take precautions they're catching covid and spreading it and just being awful human beings and when i'm saying please stop i get abused i'm being hit i'm being screamed at i'm being beat until they get sick and then they want to be taken care of so i was just fed up with it i moved out to get to get out of that environment and that was months ago like three months ago i moved out and sadly i will have to move back in soon due to um i mean i'm only i'm only subleasing right now i'm only subletting so this was only supposed to be temporary anyway but yeah now that i've done this and i've survived without roommates for the first time in my life i'm like okay i think i can do it now i think i am very much ready to live on my own i've done it and i like it i just need more money that's also uh, part of the reason why I've started to like monetize my podcast. I didn't want to. I really, really wanted this to be like a free type of um, thing. 
where I could just you know speak freely to the people and maybe I maybe I won't like monetize every episode but also like I don't really get that much money from it (laughs) being completely honest here I do not make a lot of money from it so I'm like all right one or two like 15 second ads that that won't kill you guys especially because I talk so much usually like my episodes are usually like 45 minutes long so I'm like all right a couple ads here and there won't it won't kill y'all but I am I do feel like a piece of shit for monetizing because it's just like I did not want to but I really 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 need money so I have just been applying yesterday I basically applied to like a bunch of jobs uh I've worked before I I had a full-time job basically every single year I was in college prior to the pandemic so yeah I am no stranger to work and since I live in the States, like, I know that we overwork ourselves. Like, I am very much aware of the fact that we overwork ourselves because there is no other country in the world where child labor is just, I mean, no, no, no. Child labor is basically in every country. But, like, the way it's glorified in the U.S. is actually so strange. Like, it's so weird here how people treat, like, if you're, like, a teenager and you don't have a job, like, you know, people will look down on you. But the craziest thing is, is that, like, I thought about it when I went to college. Like, most of the international students I met have never worked, like, they never worked, like, not, like, real jobs, like, not, like, a W-2 job prior to coming to the States. And mostly it's because, like, the youth unemployment rate in their countries is super high. But, yeah, like, the West, the Western nations are, like, one of the few places in the world where, like, it's considered odd to be a teenager and never have worked a full-time job like I'll never forget talking to a friend from Jamaica and he was I was talking to him about like jobs and like you know all that type of stuff and he was just like oh I've never had a job and he's like we were the same age at that point like 18 and I was like you've never had a job and he was like no yeah I've never had a job as of yet like he he graduated earlier than I did and he got a job immediately after college um which he's about to leave soon to travel somewhere else but yeah he was like yeah I never had a job I was like wow that's crazy (laughs) because again I was looking at it from like the western perspective of damn because again here it's like if you've never worked you're lazy but it's you you know it's so easy to judge people and I keep learning that over and over and over again because I'm still young I still make mistakes it's so easy to judge others and make quick rash judgments on them without even knowing their story and it's a lot you know it's a lot harder to sit there and actually rationalize and think about are there reasons why this person may be this way but anyway yeah back to the post-grad depression yeah that was i was just depressed i was fucking depressed dude i laid in bed for months after graduating when my degree came i didn't even want to look at it i i still haven't framed it like i put it I put it uh, back, I looked at it, took it out the envelope, and I will never forget, my mother ruins, my mother ruins everything, she ruins my degree moment too, as soon as it came, she takes it out the envelope, and she goes, wow, this is your degree, mine was so much bigger, and she puts it back, and after, I didn't even want to look at it after that, I was like, why would you say that, like, what is wrong with you, so I just put my degree back in the envelope, and I just let it sit in my depression cave for months and i did nothing with it so yeah yep 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 it was not fun 
I mean, college, college in general, I appreciated it for all the things I learned and all the places I've traveled and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I'm kind of over the whole college thing. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm happy that I went. I'm grateful for the people I met. I'm happy for the experiences that I had and the places that I've seen and the things that I've done and the things that I've learned. But I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to just... I feel like we're all, a lot of us in our early 20s, we're at this point now where we just want it to be okay. Like, I'm tired of, like, the struggling to survive. I just want everything to be okay now. And it's not going to be okay because of a whole bunch of things that are out of my control. So I shouldn't worry about them, but it's like, of course I have to worry about them because they're going to fucking affect me. So it's like, in addition to COVID, in addition to monkeypox, in addition to climate change, police brutality, I have to worry about sexism, I have to worry about finding a job, I have to worry about moving somewhere else, I have to worry about my family's financial situation, because for some fucking reason, they keep involving me in it, even though everybody involved is a grown-ass adult who has more money than me, and has a car, and like, everybody in my family situation, and part of the reason I refuse to deal with it, is because they're fully grown adults, like, my parents are Gen X, they're in their 50s, I'm in my early 20s, my brother is in his mid-20s, like, everybody in my family, except in my immediate family, is a grown adult, like, there are no children, Every there's nobody, you know, there's nobody I should be taking care of at this age, because again, I don't have any kids, nobody in my family, in my immediate nuclear family has children, so it's just been so stressful, and on top of all this stress, I've been dealing with, like, a lot of friendship bullshit, so yeah and i've just realized recently in my life i just have to cut the stress like i i have to let go everything that's stressing me one good thing about no longer being in college (laughs) one good thing about no longer being in college is nobody can tell me where to what to do now or where to go so i think that was also a big source of the post-grad depression so because of that I can do whatever the fuck I want like I don't have to talk to anybody that I don't want to I don't have to be friends with people that I don't want to I don't even need to like again I barely listen to my parents because they're not right about a lot so I'm just like I'll do whatever the hell I need to do to get where I want to be and worry about the people that I need to worry about who are actually my friends and not just people who you know are only there when the going is good and only want the good side but don't want to help when things are rough and tough and you know yeah so yeah that's where i am mentally that's where i have just uh, that's what i've been doing i've just been planning my next steps trying to figure it all not figure it all out but figure something out and just stick to it and yeah yeah Mm. so tune in next week for hopefully a little bit more of an uplifting episode we'll see